What's happening, Reraw Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Reraw Podcast. Super excited to uh, have suckered Mr. Tim Webb into a ramble session over here. Um, poor guy uh, decided to show his face yet again. And uh, let me let me beat him to death and, and talk his ear off and see what kind of trouble we could stir up. But we had such a great interview. And I just thought, man, there's like, I don't know. I just feel like we had so much we could keep talking about. So, you know, whether we're we're helping people uh, change their business or ruining lives, I don't know what we're going to do, but I thought it'd be good to have you on. And uh, before we jump into the, the thick of it, why don't you introduce yourself and tell people who the hell you are in case they haven't heard your interview yet. Yes, let me go right ahead and do that. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm Tim Webb. I am Tim Webb, agent of change out of Auckland, New Zealand. Um, I have carved myself a category of one niche in the real estate um, industry as an agent by polarizing myself and standing for consumer rights and consumer rights and good stuff, you know, having the, putting the consumer first, the homeowner first. I like it, man. I like it a lot. So we'll, we'll probably end up uh, touching on some of those things. Um, will you do me a favor and turn your mic up just a little for me? Is that a possibility? Is that better? There we go. Keep going. One more. How's that? There we go. It's a little better? better. Yeah. We do our sound checks uh, during the, during the show, folks. That's just how we roll here. You know, uh, no, no apologies for that. Um, all right, Reron Nation, listen up. I'll get you back to the show in a sec, but I got to talk to you about something real fast. Whether you've heard me say this before or not, hear me now. There are two things, not one, but two things that agents need to have on their own to really control their own business and be truly independent. The first, you've got to be able to lead gen for yourself. And the second, you need to own your own systems. That's right. If you're deep in the weeds of whatever CRM website or tools that your brokerage provides, then you just don't truly own and control your own business. And if you don't believe me, let me tell you, you can try leaving that brokerage and see how easy it is to take it all with you. Trust me, I've been there and it sucks. But I've got great news. Here at Rerow, we've invested in building something just for you. Our new Contactical system is built on enterprise-grade software and includes everything you need in a system to run and control your real estate business. And this isn't some affiliate deal either. My business partner and I put this together and managed it ourselves. I actually had it built for my real estate business, and now it's available to you. I want to give you a 14-day free trial. Just head over to reraw.com forward slash CRM. You'd probably call it a CRM too, but really, this thing is a full-on business management system. It includes a simple CRM and an app for your phone to go with it. You've got your agent website. Actually, we give you unlimited sites, single property pages, lead gen, landing pages, funnels, all of it. It gives you the automation you need. You can leverage that for lead gen or just to set up your drip campaigns. And if you prefer more personal interaction, you can send one-off manual communications too. We include a dialer for both inbound and outbound calling, reputation management tools, personalized online schedule, and more. It's just great because Contactical has it all. It's powerful and comprehensive, which allows you to consolidate multiple services into one and really save a ton of money. And it's got more features, by the way, than you're probably going to need when you start. But here's the cool part. It's one flat price. So you can grow your business over time and not worry about spending more dough to unlock extra features. It's all already in there. 
Anyway, I'll get you back to the show, but first, go get your 14-day free trial. No setup fees or contracts. Just head over to reraw.com forward slash CRM. Get your free trial, invest in your freedom, and finally, take control of your business. That's reraw.com forward slash CRM. We'll see you there. So, folks, if you're just tuning in, you haven't heard a ramble session before on Reraw, just to give a, a very quick overview. Um, we've got a few episode formats on the show and the ramble session. There's really not a whole hell of a lot of structure. We're just going to talk and uh, see where it goes. So this is kind of the after hours beer talk. Um, and uh, I don't know, we're, we're not going out of our way to offend anybody, but we certainly don't, uh, you know, we're not here to fluff it and, and make it purdy either. So you either, you either just enjoy the, the dialogue and the conversation. And if you want to be part of it, you can, uh, you can email me james at reraw.com. Or uh, you can just keep your mouth shut and uh, listen to what we have to say. So, oh, man, I'm just making some running repeats here. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be jotting down a few notes myself because I want to make uh, I, I want to kind of ruffle some feathers and and um, I'm sure our conversation will lead to other things I want to talk about. Yep. Um. You know, just before we got on this and started recording here, we we're just kind of catching up and exchanging pleasantries, and one of the things we're we're talking about these knucklehead agents that um, they, they just they go to a freaking listing, and it, it, I don't care if it's a if it's a hundred thousand dollar home or a ten million dollar home. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. I have seen cell phone photos on on listings of all price ranges. You were actually just expressing to me a time that like you know you you were checking out an agent's marketing and some of the stuff that they were doing on listings and they too were showing off a bunch of the their homes for sale the sellers they represent and these beautiful homes that they're getting paid to market and and uh, do all this stuff and they were using cell phone photos but i wanted to ask you about it because i i think some of the logic is a professional photos are really expensive and b well, gosh, Tim, my my cell phone camera is so much better than half of those damn cameras out there. What's the problem with it? So I wanted to talk to you first because I feel like we kind of stoked the fire before we even hit record. Mm -hmm. I just wanted oh, yeah. to get some more feedback and kind of go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, cool. So in my opinion, in my professional opinion as a real estate agent, I'm not a fucking photographer. Yeah. I'm a fucking real estate agent. So you are not there to capture your client's property on camera. Right. You are there to showcase the images that a professional photographer captures for the property. And I'm of the belief that it's, you're doing it. You're actually really doing your, your clients a, a disservice by, um, by not having professional images and you are demonstrating your value, part of your value as an agent that you've got a connection to a, a photographer that you would know, like, and trust who delivers exquisite images every bloody time. You know, that's super important. First impressions are lasting impressions. You know, what do you want to convey? Do you want to convey cheap and nasty or do you want to convey exquisite and awesome? You know, it's, it's, it's a no brainer for me, man. And it's not expensive. It, it is not expensive to get professional images done. So you just what, can't, you, yeah, sorry. Well, no, I was just <laughs> going to say, so what, but what do you have to say for the agents that are like, Hey, look, the, the reality is, is I, I, I'm not, 
like the homes ultimately the pictures are there to invite people in we know that like folks are just you know they're gonna they're gonna put some photos out there they're gonna look at the property they're gonna decide if they want to see it or not the photos are there to give a little bit of context to give them kind of a taste and then to lure them in so what's and, and by the way i'm i'm an advocate for professional photos but i just want to i, I want to play our own devil's advocate to challenge ourselves here right because yeah, this, this, this is the type of shit that i think in my head all the time where i kind of like mm -hmm. I don't think enough people are their own devil's advocates, right? Where yeah, you kind of like hold it. yourself accountable. Mm -hmm. But but what do you say to those folks that like they go, well, you know, the, the pictures are there to lure people in. It's a it's a taste of it, you know. So if they really want to see the whole thing, they get then come get it. I'm not gonna spend the extra hundred, two hundred bucks to get professional photos when I'm only making fifteen hundred bucks on the damn deal to begin with. And uh it, you know, what say you about that? Well, if you're only making fifteen hundred on the deal on the deal anyway, what are you doing with it? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, look. I mean, the reality is, is there's all there's all different ways people structure deals, and there's I, I all guess. shapes and sizes. And so, yeah. you know, I, I guess one of the big things that agents talk about, it, it, like, let me put, let me rephrase, let me let me back up. <laughs> Number one, there's the margin discussion, mm -hmm. the, the margin of like, well, I, look. There's not enough meat on this bone for me to be able to pay for photos. And I can take them on my cell phone and it's going to sell just the same. I've never had a problem selling houses. How do you, we'll start with that one. Okay. All right. Well, first off, do you want to be known as somebody who does things the ordinary way? Or do you want to be, do you want to be some considered to be somebody who has more value in what they do? You know, do you want to be considered somebody who, is not interested in ordinary. They're interested in being outstanding in their field and conveying a level of themselves to their audience. That's not necessarily adopted by most agents. So, if you want to be noticed in this industry, you have to stand out. And sometimes that requires making an investment. And in fact, it does require making an investment because you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. All right. And um, yet there might not be an initial payoff immediately, but over time you will be, you know, what you do in this world creates your character and demonstrates um, demonstrates who you are and it hits and that and that encompasses your reputation so if you are you'll be known to become somebody who likes doing things with doing quality things with your work and um, the so when you, if a, a professional image, has a you know you know our body language right it's yep. we, you know body language our well our communication with each other what is it it's, it's like 10 percent or 20 percent audio audio you know and it's like the rest of it's you know mannerisms and movement and body language and all that sort of stuff absolutely yeah yeah so it's unconscious it's an unconscious communication between each other yeah. we just get we just get each other based on our on our on on the collection of movement, um, um, 
expression and verbal stuff. Okay. So images, images and video are the same. So then let me ask you this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask a kind of an outside question so I can circle back to it. Mm. In, in the United States, we're having a pretty, we've had really a, a, a strangulation on inventory. We just don't have a lot of houses for sale compared to a normal market. It is mm, a, it's the same here. Okay. I was just going to ask. So in, yeah. in New Zealand, you guys are very low on inventory. Yeah. Weird. Okay. It's weird. Okay. So with that in mind, what do you, what do you say about agents who discuss this idea that look, houses are staying on the market for like 30 fucking seconds. Like I don't need, I, I, I just don't need to, I don't need to spend the extra few hundred bucks on photography the houses, I'm going to have 600 appointments in the first week, like literally 100 showings the first weekend, and it'll be sold in five minutes. I, it's a waste of money. What about those agents? Like, what, what if you know the house is going to sell in a market like today? It's a lopsided seller's market. It's not going to stay on the market at all. Why spend the money? Is it because the agent has to protect their own image? Well, who are we doing things for here? Are we doing things for ourselves or the client? So... I think a lot of agents there are a little confused about that, my friend. <laughs> oh, let me, well, let me, let me, let me explain in detail. So life-changing family empire wealth yeah. is taking place, right? With selling real estate. We have an obligation to do more than we absolutely should in every market to be able to extract the highest price possible. It's not just enough to say, you know, to put, a signboard up, throw out a few flyers and put it up on the internet and go, I'm here, come and get it. No, you have to convey a story. Sure. You have to convey a message. You have to convey value around the property. And, and there's a way of doing that where you, where you can create value and raise the perceived level of value in the property. And in doing that, you relate, you actually raise your own, um, you, you raise your own value and step into becoming a person of value because you give a shit. Yeah. I, I think it brings up kind of a, like maybe a backwards way of thinking for me, because I agree with you. I mean, obviously we're here to do things for the seller mm. or, or for the buyer for that, for our client. Right. But it's this weird thing where you sit there and go, look, well, the house is going to sell in a minute anyway. So I'm just going to take what needs to be done and then move forward because ultimately the seller cares about the price. And if we're going to have 600 showings because the market starved anyway, people are going to not give a damn as much about the pictures as, excuse me, as they are about trying to schedule that appointment as quick as they can to get in. They'll see it for themselves. They'll sell. It'll be fine. But my thought is, is why, like, why put yourself, why shed the bad light on yourself? So for the agents that, for the agents that feel like, um, you know, who cares? Screw the client. It's going to sell in a minute. And they are playing the selfish game. I think it's a poor reflection on the agent's business to create an inconsistent image of how you bring a property to market, regardless of how much commission you make, whether it's a buyer's market or a seller's market. or It just doesn't show pride of work. Like, I'll, I'll bring it in, I'll bring it in uh, a different way, too. So let's say, like, here's a common one. Let's say an agent goes into a listing appointment. And client says, uh, or prospect at the time, they say, you know, we're interested in hiring you, uh, but I want you to, I want you to take a discount on the commission. We want to, we want to pay you less than what you're asking. And it's not uncommon for an agent to say, well, no problem. Uh, which of my offerings would you like me to cut out? Would you like me to get rid of my marketing package? 
would you like me to, you know, I'm not, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, yeah, I'm going to cut you off there. there. I'm going to cut you off there, mate, because um, that's making the client wrong. That is just not on. I totally agree. Yeah. But, but like, the problem is, is that people do that shit. And then, and then I think it does two things wrong. Number one, it's, it's not, it's not presenting the product in its most productive light, right? It doesn't, it doesn't put it in the best position to sell for the most amount of money, even if it is a seller's market. But then the second thing, and I'm kind of going on a slight tangent here, but the second thing is for that agent who says, well, you know, sure, I'll do it at a discount, but I want to, but I, I want to reduce my services to equate uh, and be more in alignment with what commission I'm going to be taking for it. That agent now is, you know, this is what people say. They go, well, if you discount your commission for one, you're going to have to discount them for all. And I would argue, first of all, that's not true. But for the agent that says, well, I'm going to reduce my services based on the commission that's offered, then what ends up happening is screw the client for a minute. Now the agent starts looking more like, um, like a shitty agent, right? They bring that listing to market and then people are like, damn, this agent just took a bunch of pictures with their cell phone. This looks like crap, you know? And then all of a sudden it's like, well, I guess, uh, you know, John Doe down the street wants to hire me, but now he wants a discount commission and I can't figure out why, cause I'm worth more. And then, they, then what do you have to do is you go, well, I, I gave, I gave Tim here a discount deal, but I, I didn't do the professional photos because of it. <laughs> and like, then you have to almost like start justifying and telling the story, like what well, we would discount, but here's the way we do it. Like inconsistent service, and an inconsistent presentation of your own product creates confu brand confusion. And it also creates a misalignment of your, your general and overall story and business practices for the consumers. It makes it harder for you to justify a higher commission to begin with. Amen to that. Um, mate, wise me up. How much is a, what does it cost to have a photographer photograph like a, a standard three to four bedroom home over there. So out of fairness, it's, it's going to vary depending of course, on, but just give me a ballpark. Yeah. So for, there's a lot of States that'll tell you it's like a hundred, 150 bucks to take professional photos. I just paid on a, on a 1200 square foot listing. I just paid 300 bucks to bring uh, interior shots to market. Um, How much? Sorry. $300. 300 bucks. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so, and then, and then by the way, really quick, I always, I 100% of the time, assuming the seller will allow it, because some sellers don't want uh, a 3D tour. They feel it's too revealing. Mm -hmm. But 100% of the time that I'm allowed to from the seller, I will also pay for a Matterport shot, yeah. which averages about another 300 bucks. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I'd, I also front additional work, uh, additional things like I will pay for window cleanings, house cleanings, yep. um, all Mate, that kind of shit to get stellar. the house prepped. Yeah. Yep. That's stellar. That's that's fucking good service, man. And do you know what you're demonstrating there? You're, you're demonstrating that you've got skin in the game. It's you know, it's not all care taken, um, no responsibility. Yeah. It's it's all care taken, and I give a shit. You know, I'm investing yeah. my own money, my own time. Um, I'm using or utilizing my resources and people that are professional in what they do, and that's my investment in your property to make it shine, to, to showcase it the best that I possibly can yeah. on the market. So getting back to these, to a $300, let's say that's an average, right? $300 to, to photograph the property. I would suggest that if you haven't got 300 bucks to spend, to invest, sorry, 
in um, in a professional photography package, then I think you're a cheapskate. Well, I mean, a hundred percent. Yeah. I, look, I know, I know it's cliche, but the old adage "you got to spend money to make money." It's mm -hmm. like, look, it's cliche because it's fucking true. And the reality yeah. is, is you get you get in these weird positions where people, for some strange reason, feel like this sense of entitlement. Well, sure, I'll pay that extra money, but only if you guarantee, uh, only if you guarantee that you'll pay me back in the event that it doesn't sell. Only in the event that like that uh, you'll you'll uh, you know, if you cancel the listing or if the listing doesn't sell during our contract period, you're going to pay it back because if because because otherwise, why would I why would I put my own money up for that? And so then we start going into this whole idea that agents want to make this extra high commission percentage, but they're unwilling to take the risk. And man, mm -hmm. I'm telling you. This thing really chaps my ass. I get on fire about that <laughs> shit because. I've not it's, heard that before. This what, thing really chaps my ass. Chaps I love it. Chaps my ass. Chaps ah, my hide. But you know what? Cool. It, it kills me because you get you get in this weird position where now an agent doesn't really want to invest in their own in their own business. Which investing in your client, by the way, is an investment in your business because you invest in them to to sell a product and deliver a result, and then the yeah. result gets you paid, which means you're investing in your business. So you do professional photographer, uh, you do you know professional uh, brochures, you do high end printouts, you could do landing page, all kind of shit. You do all this stuff to like really create a whole package of experience for the client, but then you get these agents to go cool in other terms on the listing agreement. It just says that I'll be fully reimbursed in the event that the house doesn't sell or if they cancel the listing agreement. And, and that's the other one that really kills me is the cancel. Well, if you cancel the listing agreement, I don't want to be out the money. Well, look, I don't want to be out the money either, but do you have any idea why you can make so much freaking money as a real estate agent? Because of the immense and significant, significant risk that we take. If you're not willing to put a bunch of money on the line, then what the hell do you deserve to get paid for? You're, the, you, the amount of risk that you take, it's, it's a proportional risk to reward. Less risk, less reward. That's why some of these companies are willing to, are willing to uh, you know, discount listings or, or are you know, driving the price down because the consumer doesn't see the, the value in hiring an agent because most agents are unwilling to take the risk. I don't, I'll, I'll put my own money up as long as you promise to pay me back. What the hell is yeah. that? Are, are you That's, seeing this shit in New Zealand or? Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, yeah. God, yeah. Get me all fired yeah, yeah, up, it's... man. So I heard, um, I heard somebody's, I don't know who it was, but it was a really important distinction yeah. about, about the homeowner and the agent. And when, when you are dealing with somebody's home, that's by and large their largest asset. Yeah. So if, if we don't fully acknowledge the importance of being able to extract as much as we possibly can in terms of value and perceived value at the property, of the property, then you are relinquishing your duty as an agent in good standing. Yeah. Because we have a duty of care. And, if, and we have a duty of care to create a an experience with the homeowner 
that per, that positions you and the homeowner as a team. Yep. You you are a team. And so you and I were just talking you, about this actually. Yeah. Me yeah, you were so, talking to. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So um you become a team and so what does team stand for? You know? It, it, you know, would you enter a, a team, a top, you know, and performing at its best level, underdone? I don't think so. No. 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 So, so, so it's all about. Yeah. I mean, yeah, carry on, mate. Sorry. Well, I was going to ask. So, so to to just go down that that path for a minute. What, like, a seller, a seller or a buyer that that a typical agent would go up to and say, "Look, we've got to work as a team to get this house sold." Mm-hmm. What. What do you define the role of it, let's use seller as an example. What do you define the role of the seller to be on that team? Because the because they because oftentimes a seller, and I would imagine some of our listeners are probably going, that's bullshit, man. Like the team, like the, they're hiring me to do the work. They're not part of the team per se. Like they like what's the deal with that? A lot of sellers would say, no, nah, team my ass. I, I'm paying you a bunch of money, so I don't have to be part of the team. What's the seller's role? What's that? What's what's their role on the team as you as you refer to it as? Well, the first thing I'd be doing is asking questions to find out at the listing. You know, at, at the point of listing, asking yeah. questions to determine whether they are shooting the shit or they're shooting for something special. Right. All right. So, and and determine upfront whether they're they're in it. You know, there's no urgency. There's no, you know, people have got to have, see, I won't deal with anybody now who doesn't have a valid reason for selling. Toe dipping is no, is not. Really? No, yeah, dude, I, I'm not interested in toe dippers at all. Okay. So right. no. So if, if I came up to you and was like, hey, man, so I've, I've got a house. It's, it's worth a million bucks. I want to put it on the market. I'll pay you full commission. It's all good. Whatever you say. Um, and, 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 you know, look, here's the deal. I, I want to list it at, at 1.2. We're just kind of testing things out. I, I, I mean, I, we're not really desperate to move, but if we can hit our price, we'll get there. You just telling me to pound sand. But James, it's only worth 900. Well, I, I, I mean, I get that, but you know, we're in a, we're in a seller's market. I mean, why can't we just see maybe, maybe we don't get the 1.2, but we get something pretty good and better than we thought. Why don't we give it a shot, Tim? Well, well, potentially yes, but what does pretty good look like for you? You know, I don't know. I mean, it, it's tough to say. My my heart's been set on one point two since uh, you know until this point in the conversation. But I I don't know. I really was hoping for the one point two, and I don't know. Crazier things that happen. My neighbor down the street just sold higher than I thought too. So what? I don't know. All right. Well, cool. If you're willing to do that, if you're willing to, you know, so let's let's say one point two is our goal. Okay. All right. The property you think is what worth i think it's worth 900 you think it's worth a mil yeah so so let's let's split the difference there and go 950 okay. all right what are you going to do for me to improve the property's value so that purchasers or buyers who come along when they see the property their instant perception of value jumps from a million to at least 1.1 million Mm, okay, I like where you're taking this. I'm going to stop role playing for a minute because I like because I like where you're taking this. So, so now it's not it's not telling the seller 
I really like how you just presented that. It's not telling the seller that you're unwilling to, to support them, Great. but you're letting the seller know that it, it, it not, you're kind of, you're kind of telling them in a polite way that it's an unrealistic expectation, but also letting them know that, listen, I, I'm willing to put skin in the game and I, and I want to play as well. I'm, I, and I'll take the risk. You don't even have to bring it up to 1.2, but you got to show me that you're willing to, to it's make it commitment. better than it is. It's getting commitment from the homeowner yeah. to participate in the process of extracting the highest price possible. So, so then what about, how does that tie into the high risk, high reward then? If I said, well, you know, the toe dippers, right? Like it's high risk, but you know, the, the payout could be really big too. Sure. What are you saying? Well, I'm saying like, you know, like we we're just talking about agents got to, you know, put skin in the game. Right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. to be able to justify higher commissions or to, to be oh, able sure. to really, yeah. But if so, I can get, if I can get buy-in from the homeowner to take responsibility, yeah, get the property looking or up to a level that I perceive to be the right standard and that conveys the right message in terms of value and street appeal, you guys call it curb appeal. Um, and then we've got, then I've got something I can work with and I'm happy then to engage with that person sure. and invest my time and energy and dollars in helping them prepare their home for the market, even though we, even though they might have an unrealistic expectation and I have a realistic expectation, um, there's still a chance that it's going to happen, but it also demonstrates that you're willing to work, yeah. you know? So that brings in, so once you do a whole bunch of work for your client, that, that invokes the law of reciprocity, mate. Yeah. All right. And so they become, they, they see that you're doing the work. They see that you're invested. They see that you love what you're doing. They see that you want to achieve to, sorry, that you want to achieve a result. And so they, whether they consciously or unconsciously get it, they are, they become indebted. And whether you achieve that result or not, it's more than likely you'll still achieve a sale. Whether or not it's at the 1.2 million mark or not. My advice to people is to ask questions. Questions are the answers. Mm. Ask questions, qualify, get the homeowner to answer their own questions. Because they have the yeah. they have the answers to their questions already, yeah. they're just looking to he hear what you say. So position them with and make it their idea to do what you want. Yeah, I think I think one of the things that happens a lot, unfortunately, is you get um, you get you get agents to spend the majority of their time uh, in their sales pitch. You get the agents to spend the majority of their time trying to trying to you know get the seller to to agree that like what the offering is going to be is amazing, right? Like people say, well, what do you do for your listing presentation? And I always tell folks, I'm like, well, what I typically do is the day no later than the day before, uh, as much as two or three days before, I'll drop off a listing package. And the listing package is like it's basically you ever done you ever see those things where like free listing kit, yeah. Yeah, but to get to give maybe like a newer agent uh, or someone who hasn't seen this kind of thing before an idea, like one of our listeners, like to give them an idea of what I'm talking about. 
like a, a pre-listing package. If you ever been to one of those like print shops and you're like, oh, I want to get some brochures made or I want to get some flyers or I was thinking of having like a, a folder, a custom folder made with my brand on it for an open house that I could put a bunch of cool shit in. Like, that's cool. But I don't know which kind of paper and and what the difference between a glossy or a matte or what does that soft touch feel like and a lot of these print houses like if you go to gotprint.com for example which i have no affiliation with but if you go to gotprint.com they'll literally send you like a sample kit and it's like a it it's a package and they will literally mail you a package that has 200 different kinds of paper and card stock and finishes and colors and thicknesses and all the stuff and it's got all like the numbers on it so you can go in and go okay cool i'm on the site now i'm going to order this and uh here's what that looks like and the the listing the pre-listing package or the listing package the same thing for me right it's it's like a i'm just it's like a marketing vomit like i'm just throwing all the kinds of marketing stuff that i've done here's a sample of you know my brochures sample of postcards i've done sample of market reports here's a cma here's like all the you know here's the market analysis for your home here's everything right plus here's all the cool you know bullshit that my brokerage does plus all the stuff that i do and then when i get to the listing presentation like the actual face-to-face now we're talking it, it literally turns into nothing other than um hey tim did you get that you know, did you get that uh, that bathroom propaganda that I gave you the other day? You know, the good stuff to read when you're on the toilet and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, I got your your <laughs> your, your package of stuff. And then you're like, oh, OK, um, well, did, so I just wanted to ask if you had any questions. And if not, then I'd like to just get a tour of the house and uh, and then talk to you about your goals. And I think that when we make that decision to to pivot Right. And in that presentation, the listing agents often think or real estate agents in general often think that the listing presentation is about um, is about the agent and what the agent can provide to the consumer. And they forget that the listing presentation is actually your opportunity to uh, to serve the customer. It's your first opportunity to truly serve them. So you pre listing package, send all this stuff to them and let them kind of sift through it you know, Hey, cool. So I'm going to do all the marketing stuff that every agent does, blah, blah, blah. But I want to tailor and customize my services to your specific needs. So talk to me about your journey. What the hell's going on? And now you start getting into and diving into this, this, you know, you drill into the seller. So, you know, how long you've been here? What, you know, tell me about why you're moving. What kind of time frames do you have? And a lot of folks would say, well, you should know all this before you go on the listing appointment. Maybe, but a lot of times I get phone calls from people who are like, dude, just come over and list my house. I, okay, I, great. What's the best day and time? We'll talk when I get there. I want to humanize that interaction, but I want an interaction to be about them. It's not, it's not me, 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 me. These are all the things that I can do for you. No, it's it, tell me what your needs are. Awesome. And I'll tell you how I fit into that. 100%. Explain how I can guide you. Oh, you want to go. It's kind of like a, I guess it'd be like a guide, right? Yeah. You want to go on a you want to go on an adventure, an outdoor adventure? Awesome. Where do you want to go? Cool. Now that I know the the details of where you want to go and what you're looking to get out of it, and you know, you're really fit and in shape. So you want to push the limits, or you're, you know, you're fat and happy and just want to eat, you know, whatever food while you're watching a sunset on a on flat ground because you just don't want to put the work in. That's perfectly fine. But I need to know what kind of journey you want to go on. So well, exactly. services. So it is totally, mate. And and it's yeah. like going to a travel agent. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So it's a, a travel agent, <laughs> a travel agent does not does not fucking pre-book you without knowing where you want want, want to go. <laughs> you know? So um yeah, man, look, the sooner that agents can get out of their own way 
the better. Yeah. You know, it's not you. You are not your client. You By the be, way, though, doesn't mean that doesn't mean that an agent shouldn't have a brand and shouldn't have a story to tell. But there's a time and a place. Brand, your brand is built on what you do. Yeah. Not what you say, on what you do. Mm, All right. I like that. And and um so do you want people to be talking about you behind your back telling others what you do? Or do you want others talking behind your back? Shooting the shit about you. Yeah. I, Be I mean, authentically good because you do not know half the conversations or even any of the conversations that go on behind closed doors about you and your brand. Do you want to have integrity with your brand or not? Do you want people to be, you know, do you want, do you want, do you want to be known as that agent or the agent. Okay, let me ask you this then. I'm going to take that that one a step further because this is uh, this kind of segues into something I wanted to talk to you about. So, agent of change is it, it, you're you're an expert in branding and helping an agent create their identity, right? Mm-hmm. So, yep, their authority agent avatar, authority agent avatar, which I want you to explain in just a sec. But. We're, and we'll probably talk about this for a few minutes. So just bear with me a minute while I set this up. At at the end of the day, selling a house is not rocket science. It's stressful. There's a lot of risk and liability. Got to make sure that the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted and everything is where it needs to be properly disclosed, all the stuff, right? That's what we get paid to do. And, And in addition to that, some of what we get paid to do is to take on some of that liability. So the seller reduces their exposure or the buyer reduces whatever. But at the end of the day, you could, and people have made lists about what the agent responsibilities are. You could, you could summarize that every agent's job is essentially the same. It's to help people buy and sell homes, right? Or to help people transact in real estate. Now, look, there's more than one way to skin a cat, but when you're trying to sell a house, I mean, how many different ways can you sell a freaking house? You know, sure. We've all seen the TV shows. Oh yeah. Well, you know, we took the helicopter up to the penthouse and we shot this cool video for a hundred thousand dollars. Well, look, most people aren't selling, you know, a hundred million dollar homes. You know, most people are selling the average American home, a few hundred grand, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. Um, Look, I mean, a 300,000, a $400,000, $500,000 home is a $500,000 home. How many different ways can you market the damn thing? How how can an agent at some point, and here's, here's the, the root of the question, at some point, I'm in a market with 44,000 agents. How many different sales pitches can come from 44,000 agents? How unique and different can I actually be at, among 44,000 competitors? Mm. How yeah. does one stand out? Like, if all of our job, and, I, and I'm, I'm kind of being a dick here, I'm, I'm poking the bear here, but yeah, like, no, mate, it's all if, good. If all of our job, <laughs> if all of our job, is to is to focus on what the client wants and to ask a bunch of questions and the client's going to give us the answers then why can't any anybody do that i mean any trained agent why what what the hell's the difference you just go ask a bunch of questions the seller tells you exactly what to do we just schlep a bit of paperwork around and 
what makes it if every agent should have professional photographs then how does how does a professional photography package make the agent different if every agent should invest in getting a house ready by by investing in house cleanings and window cleanings and maybe a little bit of yard work and uh you know and shit like that then how is the agent how is any agent different and i guess the 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 easy answer would be well james we all have the freedom of choice right because we're we're all agents. Some some agents aren't going to take professional photos and some will. So there'll always be differences. But if the playing field is leveled and everybody takes professional photos, everybody pays to get a house prepped. Everybody does 3D virtual tours. Every house has a, a website with a landing page like everybody has that consistency. How does the agent stand out when selling a house is selling a freaking house? Yeah. And I'm going to know myself this? out and give you an hour to talk. Do you want to know the secret? the secret is and i don't know whether i should reveal this (laughs) i mean i think you should i think you should and and here's why by the by the way uh for everybody i just uh, for all of our listeners not everybody that comes on this show uh you know drops the value bombs that i i hope they would um but tim webb is someone that you should know uh, agent of change is something that you're going to want to be part of. And uh, whatever value bomb that you're about to drop, whatever secret you're about to share, I can assure you that um, that that these listeners are going to want to know more about it. And by the way, I'm not affiliated with Tim. I don't get some rip if you know. And this isn't a big sales pitch. I just, but I'm I'm being selfish right now, and I'm asking Tim. To you know, to unbutton his shirt a little bit and to uh, to to show us a little bit more. <laughs> okay, so the the answer lies within each of us. Yet we don't fully understand that because none of us really look deep within ourselves to understand ourselves and what we actually have, our gifts, our natural talents. So. We are all unique, but we've been, we have been educated and boxed with each other. We all are compartmentalized and we're all told that we are all the same by the media shit and bullshit that we get presented at us every day, right? And they all talk to us. We're like, like we're the same person, but we are not the same people. We are, each of us has a different DNA for fuck's sake, Mm -hmm. you know? So each of us is entirely unique. Each of us has experienced a different life journey. Each of us has experienced highs and lows. Each of us has experienced life in a unique way from a unique viewpoint. Now, You have to learn how to convey that uniquely to your prospect and wrap value around it so that they understand who you are because people buy fucking people. They don't buy businesses. So so is there... And... Yeah, keep going. And that leads you to your why. Mm. Why are you doing the business? If you just want to shoot the shit and make money like everybody else, then you ain't going to go far. 
your, your, your reputation will end up preceding you and people will see you coming. Commission breath, commission breath will, will be uh, recognized by the homeowner as soon as you enter the street. So um, the, if you haven't watched, if you haven't watched Simon Sinek's Golden Circle, chat on the Golden Circle, you should go do that. I watched that years ago and it was life-changing for me. So the say, golden say it one more time. So the golden circle, I think it's called the golden circle. Hang on, let me just check. Um, the golden circle by um, Simon Sinek. Okay. All right, we'll check that out. Yeah, it is. It's golden circle. So, um, and you will discover that everybody gets it backwards. They market what they've got, how they do it, and they go, and the, and the why is like, it's not really given any credence or validation, really. But it's all back to front. You should start with your why, then comes the how, and what, then what you do. So and, and, and Simon, he gives a really cool example about Apple and how they've positioned themselves in the marketplace as Apple are not a computer company. They're a movement. You know, they mm. are, they're, they're, a, it's all about positioning. So demonstrating, uh, positioning is incredibly important because you, you are you and nobody else can own you. So if you're trying to compare yourself or be like another agent, stop right now because they've already got that space sewn up. Mm -hmm. Honor your uniqueness, your own gifts, your talents. Mate, I do music videos for bloody houses, you know, you know, because I can sing, because I have, you know, a natural gift for music. So I don't do it all the time, but, you know, it, I, sh I get to showcase me and my uniqueness. Yeah. You know, and you have to, you have to learn to step into your own uniqueness and honor that and find a way of demonstrating that. Do you think that some of that uniqueness ends up coming, coming out when an agent defines their niche, when they, yes. when they understand their avatar? Yeah, totally. You will start attracting business because people go, he's just like me. Do you see it, by the way? I, sorry, I got to just take a moment to pat myself on the back. Do you see how awesome I recalled that whole avatar thing? I just opened up the whole door <laughs> to talk about the avatar. Um, but let's, but okay. So this is well, a that great is, point. That is, that is the, that is the agent avatar, the authority agent avatar right there, dude. Yeah. That's how you become an authority in your marketplace because you are, you're honoring you your authenticity, your honesty, your accountability and trust, which is a which establishes credibility. And you're not talking agent crap. You know, I'm just going to circle back to the listing, listing presentation, mate. Yeah. Um, I send out a listing box, a box that doesn't have any brochures in it because, you know, I'm, in fact, I don't. I don't have any freaking. Bro I don't use brochures to sell a house even anymore, because sure. I'm a. I'm not a tree hugger, but I'm respecting trees, right? Sure. And and the planet, and so I don't. Everything can be available online, so there's no brochures. 
What I do, though, is I buy a small coffee plunger, some coffee, a mug or two small cups, and some, um, uh, some, some lollies, something. If they've got kids, put something for the kids in there. And also if they've got a pet, put, the, put something for the pet in there. You know, so if you can find out that information before you actually go, that is golden. If you and you send a, that before you get there? Absolutely. So as soon as I find out, as soon as I find out that somebody wants to uh, have a listing discussion with me, you know, the box is made up and it's sent off by courier to the property. Also included in that is a, is a set of questions. Hmm that they answer up front, that you ask them to answer up front before actually that you, you ask them to address before you get to the property and have a think about their, their answers. And then you talk about that and it's pre, you think about that. So what do you think that demonstrates? It shows that you genuinely care about them. Because mm. you're, cause you're asking questions about them instead of focused on me, 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 this is what I can do. It's a, well, I want to I understand this when I get there, right? Mm. What else? Um, shows that you paid attention to details on, well, I, I mean, I, are you asking just on the questions? Because whatever else you put in the package shows that you did a little research, perhaps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, you, you pretty much nailed the crux of it. There are, other, there are other things, but it just demonstrates your value and you're, you're not in it for you. You're in it for them. You know, you, you are a giver rather than a taker. And it shows how unique you are. It yeah. shows how different of an agent you are because yeah. you're, you're doing something. It's, it's a disruption. What most yeah. people do is they jump into this when they're ready to talk to agents and the first the the let's just be honest the only thing that anybody that anybody has in their freaking mind is how much am I going to have to pay this schmuck to sell my house right but you're doing a pattern interrupt and being like whoa 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 like have you even thought about all this other shit like maybe you haven't even done i i, I really like I don't even know this is going this is so undervalued this, all of our listeners, if you're not like, if you didn't like, like pull the car over and write this down, then like, this is a very undervalued point. This is a massive pattern interrupt. And what you're doing is the question we see all the time. People say, what a new agent will say, what is it that I need to do to prepare for a listing appointment? And what I'm hearing from you, Tim is, well, really you should be preparing your clients for the listing appointment <laughs> you should be preparing them your whole job is to react to in a humane way to and and be conversant kind of like you and i are talking right now to be very candid this is this is very much how a listing presentation goes for me i mean it's very casual it's very it's it's a conversation mate bingo right there a listing presentation throw the fucking word presentation out the window. Yeah. You're going to have a conversation. I don't take anything with me to a listing yeah. um, P word, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't take, I don't, because it's, I go in there, I sit down, 
I have a cup of coffee and have a conversation and then ask questions so I can determine where they are right now and where they want to be and uh, uh, questions surrounding, you know, the method of sale, um, questions around um, um, the presentation of the home, um, Mm-hmm. presentation around and oh, that's the other thing presentation mate if, you, if you've got any if you've got agents who are marketing vacant properties yeah without without staging they need to be shot <laughs> all right hey all right i'm gonna hold on i'm gonna i'm putting my new agent hat on for a second yeah because this is what i'm telling you man i get asked this all the time sounds great tim you think that I should be put out to pasture and shot because I'm not putting staging in that vacant house, mm-hmm. but I'm new. Staging is expensive as all hell. How does one afford that? Because photos, because uh, all the other stuff that we do, you're talking a couple thousand bucks to bring maybe a thousand bucks, a couple thousand bucks to bring a listing to market anyway. Now, all of a sudden, you're adding three, four, five thousand dollars out of pocket because I got to stage this house. What are you, are you freaking mind? Where, where do they come up with that, Mr. Webb? How much does it cost? What's the investment Staging out here? I, ha- I had one I paid uh, six thousand dollars for about a year ago. How big was the house? 1500 square foot and they agreed, yeah they staged uh they staged the living air the common living area so uh family room dining room uh living room and kitchen and then they staged the master bedroom and then they quote unquote lightly staged the uh the secondary bedrooms which means that they put a plant in the fucking corner okay um so first off um, I could probably do a uh, 1,500 square foot home here for about 2,500 to 3,000, right? So that's, it's, it's a lot less, if you like, almost 50%. So, however... Now, is this your own furniture, your own stuff, or are you paying no, another company? I'm paying, paying a company. Oh, okay. I'm okay. not, because the stages, are the, they're the professionals. No, yeah, told, I just want to clarify it for the listener, yeah, yeah. because so, yeah. the, I have some agents out here that legit like have their own storage unit, their own stuff, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's all my own staging things. And I'm like, okay, interior designer now. All right. Yeah, yeah anyway, no, that's going. another hat. So, yeah, <laughs> man, that's a, that's a topic <laughs> for, a whole lot, for a whole other day, mate. But um, <laughs> so... Um, Firstly, if you've got a vacant home and you haven't had a discussion with the homeowner about staging, mm-hmm. then you've failed your homeowner already. You know, so ask them. Don't go in and recommend it. Ask them, what do you know about staging? Have a conversation with them. You know, do you, do you understand the value of staging? Do you, you know, what's your, what's your preconceived idea of what staging does or the value that it brings? Or, you know, what's, um, do you think that staging your home could make a difference to the overall selling price that you get? 
and ask them up front. Don't assume anything. Ask them up front. And if they, um, I would, um, I've heard over and over from the staging companies that that it's in a that you can get up to ten times the investment back in terms mm-hmm. of yeah yeah yeah. I, I think some of that depends on the price point that you're starting. Of course, at, but yeah, yes. I 100 yeah. percent agree. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and you only need, man. I've got so many before and after shots of um, of homes that are staged, sorry, homes that are vacant, and then the, the same images with 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 staging, staging in them. Yeah. You know, and you only need to look at the difference between the two to go, fuck me. You know, what do I want to, what do, you know, it, the role of marketing a home is to make selling superfluous. So are you marketing a house that's empty or a home that's staged? Yeah. And that's a really important distinction. Um, but going back, how, how, does, how does a new agent front okay, that sorry. cost? Because it's a lot. Well, Staging is a lot. Well, mate, I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. And this might blow me out of the water. Um, I, I actually asked the, the homeowner to pay for it. Yep. So, and by the way, I had, uh, I had a place. Uh, yeah. The last one, I, the last one I sold that needed the staging that I told you is like 1800 square feet. It was sold a little over a year ago. I held Time's gone so fast with this pandemic. It might've been mm. two years ago, whatever. Yeah. Um, most of the homes I've sold recently don't need any staging at all. They just need a little decluttering and touch up and whatever. Um, but what that's exactly what I did. So what I told the guy is I said, you know, you need to figure out what you ultimately want to get out of it. And in the past, this guy didn't have me do this uh, because of because of how the negotiation went. But in the past, what I've also agreed to do is I'll say, hey, listen, uh, if I'll split the staging with you because I'm not going to lose a deal over it. So I'll go, look, I'll split the staging with you, but here's how it's going to be. You're going to front load it and I will, I will credit you back half the cost of the staging through close of escrow. And then that way they feel like, Hey, well, you're the one recommending it. What's the pitch here, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And actually a lot of times you can, a lot of the staging companies, they can, um, they'll give like a quote unquote commission, uh, if the furniture is sold, cause then they don't have yeah. to take it back. So a lot of them, it's like, they, I mean, cause do they upcharge the shit out of this? It's not like the highest end furniture here, but if it's reasonable furniture, it'd be like, all right, we'll pay you a 40 or 50% commission. So you sell that couch for a thousand bucks. I only paid a hundred for it. And, uh, and so we'll pay you 500 and we'll keep 400, whatever. And then the seller can, you just sit there and go, cool. If we make the money back, we make the money back, you know? Yeah. But, and you know, I mean, mate, you can, you can also structure a deal um, that's performance-based as well, you know? So it's not hard to do. And if you're working for a brokerage that won't allow you to do that, I'd suggest looking for someone who does because flexibility matters today. You have to be flexible. And um, because that's, that's how we work. You're in business to help people. Yeah. You're not in business to make money. You are in business to make money, but helping people comes first. You know, help a lot of people get what they want. You'll get what you want. That's that's just the way it works. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're the other way around, it's not going to happen for you. Um, so another thing on staging, if you can't get physical staging in, then have you considered virtual staging? 
Yeah, that was another question I was going to ask you. And I've done the virtual, I've done the virtual staging before. Controversial subject out here anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, I as see both you, sides of it. As long as it's disclosed up front in the images. Yeah, you know. I think, uh, first of all, I have no problem with it. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the arguments that we get out here are that folks will say, well, you know, if, if the, if the room is a certain size and you, and you're staging a queen size bed in there, how can one proportionally understand the size of that room? If you're putting furniture in there that may not really represent, uh, you know, how the furniture could fit in that room because the bed is actually uh, much smaller than what a real bed would be. And then someone shows up to the house and they feel like they got duped. Now to your point, it, it fully should be disclosed that it is virtually staged. 100%. But, uh, you know, I think with our I think with our digital technology and stuff like I don't have a I don't have an issue with virtual staging. I, I'm an advocate for it. Uh, nothing replaces uh, actually doing it. I agree. Um, but have you heard, you've heard of box brownie? Um, I have. Well, I, the box brownie was one of Codex first cameras, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know, man. Well, box it brownie was. box brownie, as I know it, is uh, an Australian company and they um and they're they're a, a digital marketing company basically that does virtual staging, that does photo renderings, does all kinds okay. of stuff. And one of the one of the things I was going to mention about, and the reason I'm bringing them up again, I have no affiliation, but um, one of the things I, I think is cool is that you can uh, you know they'll do you could like sketch out a floor plan on a napkin and send them a scan of it, and they'll you know they'll yeah. they'll do a, a full rendering and all that stuff. But one mm. of the things I like also is sometimes you get like a real clunker of a house. And um, you might have a, a place that is like needs to just be fully gutted. One of the cool things that you can do is uh, with box brownie. Let's say that you uh, say it's say it's a, a, a gut house, right? You may not do like a staging on a house that's going to be completely gutted because the carpet's ripped up and the you know there's holes in the walls and whatever, right? But what they what they will do is you could say, hey, um, I want to have a rendering uh, a a remodel rendering done of this property and you can pay, let's say like 50 to $150 per room and you send them a, a shot of the room. So let's say it's a kitchen, for example, and they'll say, cool, what kind of finishes do you want in the kitchen? And you can literally go through as, as if you're at like a design center at a, at a, at a new construction place and you can pick like the type of granite and the color of the cabinets and all that stuff. And yep. they'll literally do a rendering of what that room could look like. Now you mm-hmm. don't necessarily you could put it online and say, here's the actual photo. This is a, uh, a rendering of what it could look like. But what a lot of folks do and what I've done a couple of times is you'll, you, you get those photos made and it costs four or 500 bucks to do it because you get these big, big giant printouts. You put them on an easel and somebody would go into the kitchen and they see this place that's a total dump and then needs to be completely gutted. But then they see an easel. Nice. Um, like imagine this. Imagine that's if, cool. If demonstrating value. Right. Yeah. There. And if you're on, so like if you're watching this on YouTube, then, then you could see this, this, uh, whatever flip chart behind me, there's nothing on it, but it'd be kind of like this. Right. And it'd be about this size. And it, this would just be a picture of what that kitchen could look like afterwards. And you could, you know, it's just kind of a cool way to do it, but I like the digital staging and it helps people get out of their own way. I think that's a big part of our job is helping people get out of their own way. Cause this, we get emotional, we get caught up and then we start seeing dollar signs. And then us in the industry, we sit there and go, look, well, I don't want you to put lipstick on a pig, but also like, 
that granite that you just said is going to like you're talking about a two uh, you know people are like oh jesus christ i could put eighty thousand dollars into the kitchen alone i'm like well you could but you'd be a moron um you could do the whole kitchen for like seven thousand bucks or whatever like you know you start you start offering perspective and you go oh it's not that much and i'm not a contractor but i can tell you it's going to be between you know 10 and 20 not 80 you know or whatever it is so I've I like a, helping people get out of their way, show them those those renderings. And if it is a vacant house that you're showing somebody, this is also a um, pro tip here. Let's say that you've got a client that is going into those vacant houses that you're showing and it's not staged, nor is it digitally staged. And also maybe it needs a little bit of work. What you can do is you can go to Box Brownie and you could, or, or a similar company, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, you could go to them and say, yo, um, here's a picture of this kitchen. Could you like do this up for me? And then show it to your client. Just take the photo off the MLS. You're not marketing it in any way. You just take the photo off the MLS. You just go pop it over to box Brownie, have them do a rendering on it. And then all of a sudden you can start showing your client be like, Hey, remember all the stuff you were bitching about when we were in there? Well, here's an idea of roughly what this could look like. And by the way, I got my contractor involved over here at such and such a place already. And they're quoting out what the before and after pictures are going to uh, cost you. And it's way less than you thought. You got to put your money where your mouth is. You got to put some skin in the game that we talked about. So you got that buyer, show them that vision, help them get out of their own way. Did I go too far down on a tangent? No, I don't know. Sometimes, <laughs> I, sometimes I get ahead of myself, and I'm like, "Man, I I don't know where I'm at now." Somebody help me get back. <laughs> so I want to tell you a story. Um, it happened this year. Had a client went round, saw them, talked to them about their investment property that they were selling, which was just around the corner from their home, um, and they decided um, over the period of, you know, the following three months that they would renovate the home, renovate it because it needed work, but they didn't want to stage it. And so I, um, I asked them to consider digital staging, virtual staging, and they decided, okay, yeah, we'll do that because um, it was, you know, obviously it's a lot, it's a lot less. Um, you know, the investment is not nearly as high. And and so my photographer that I use, he um, he's very skilled on his, his digital photography. And so he did the, he did the um, virtual staging, um, laid that in on top of his photography. His, his images are exquisite. And the night before the listing went live, I had an idea to put the Bernie Sanders meme in, on the lounge, <laughs> in the lounge, on one of the seats, one of the chairs, uh -huh. right? Yeah. And I did. And so I rang the vendors, the owners of the property. I said, listen, because I'm, you know, they know that I do crazy shit. I said, how about we put the Bernie Sanders meme on, on one of the chairs in the lounge? And again, maybe having them look out the window from the, you know, for the shot from the street looking, you know, so that we can see Bernie sitting there, right? And uh, they went, they said, oh, yeah, let's just do it, Tim. You know, yeah. so I had I had the photographer do it like 24 hours before it was just due to go live and it went live and the listing got featured on a national news network. Dude, this is so great. I'm going to I want to do this now. 
Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. So not only did um, it, it's asking questions, coming up with ideas, thinking outside the box. Yeah. Becoming unique, honoring who you are as a person. The more you do it, the better you get at it. It takes practice to step outside of yourself and learn to become a marketer, you know? So let, let me ask you this. There's some people that'll do like a music video. By the way, I'm not talking super luxury listing. Let's just talk about the run of the mill kind of average mm -hmm. listing yep. in your area. You got some people that like jump on this, on the YouTube train and they try to get a bunch of followers, get their videos to go viral. They'll do a music video. They'll do something kind of cool, whatever. Like, and, and by the way, I'm not, I'm not shitting on the curiosity or the, uh, the creative here. I'm just curious no. of your opinion. Yeah. So, uh, or you do, or you do kind of like what you're talking about and, um, you throw like the Bernie Sanders, uh, picture in there. And then all of a sudden it gets featured and it goes viral and it gets posted all over the place. How much of that do you really attribute to successfully selling the home versus, versus just strategically giving you brand exposure as an agent? Who does it really benefit more? So, all right. First off, it definitely benefits the listing because on the, on the, the occasions that I've done this, and I've done it a lot, um, I've measured the campaigns in terms of um, uh, Facebook views, video views, you know, listing views. You can get up to 10 times, up to 10 times a standard listing mm. views. All right. So it varies. There's no guarantee with anything. And um, the, the other thing it does is that if you're an agent who can position your client's property within the media for free, you're demonstrating value. Yeah. You're demonstrating that you have the power to influence the media to feature your client's property. That's and was it just word value. of mouth that got it picked up? Um, it was. Sometimes I have, um, sometimes I have contacted the media directly and asked them if they'll feature it. They and then look, the media love anything that's different and, and unique. All right. Yeah. They want bums on seats in terms of eyeballs on screens, right? Yeah. So you're helping them. So you're helping yourself, helping them. And it's a symbiotic relationship. And there's a, there's a secret science or to the source or secret source, you know, there's, there's, there's ways and means of doing it. And, um, and so, you know, I'm going to be helping agents discover how they can do this for themselves because it increases your value as a person, as an agent, and takes you from, neighborhood nobody to suburb, suburb celebrity you know and and you mm -hmm. can and if you continue to do this you attract people rather than chase people yeah all right so yes there's value in it for the homeowner there's value in it for the listing there's value in it for yourself it's a win-win-win situation mm -hmm. or um um yeah it's it's win-win-win and that that's always what I'm looking for is win, win, win 
I win, you win, and um, and the whole process wins. You know, you're doing you're doing things with integrity and authority. All right, let me ask you this: We um, I got I got a, a roll soon, dude. Just oh yeah, you know. yeah. Let's uh, let's do that. We can we can roll soon. I got all kinds of stuff, and we'll we'll carry on another day. Um, I had one more thing I wanted to ask you. Mm. Um, Hit me. Uh, shoot, hold on. Let me think. I just it just skipped my brain. All right. So so let me ask you this. I I'm a believer. Oh that well, it's... actually, one more. One. Sorry, yeah. man, Just a, yeah. just a, the upshot of that was uh, um, on the website where that listing was featured. Yeah. They also rang, News Hub also got in touch with the marketing, sorry, the head marketing lecturer at Auckland University and for his comment on my marketing. Oh, wow. And, and, and in the story, he, they wrote down what he said. There was a massively valuable testimonial from the senior lecturer at Auckland University on my marketing prowess. Wow. And I'm like, Game over. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's fantastic. And I and I think that I think a lot of agents are have this idea that like they're not good um they're not good marketers or maybe they're not good at lead generation or maybe they're not good at, you know, certain types of communication or whatever so they source that stuff out. And I don't want to what I was going to ask you is, do you think do you think an agent uh, is if they're not good at it, are they better investing their money? By the way, I already know the answer to this, but are they better investing their money in um, having somebody else do this type of marketing for them? Or are they better off investing their money in learning how to do this type of marketing and have this presence themselves? Yeah, I would be relying on no one yeah. to do your own marketing. You are your story. So, Every business owner must learn to be able to market their own story because yeah. it's unique to them and unique to their journey. And it provides unique value. You know, uh, these people who want to take shortcuts and, you know, with creating content and trying to get other people to do it on their behalf or write emails on your behalf, that's not your brand voice. Yeah. You own your brand voice. Honor that. Yeah, I love that. I love that a lot. And, you know, again, it comes, it comes down quality to... Quality over yeah. quantity. Yeah, quality over quantity. And in that, in that quality helps an agent justify their worth and their value. And we're going to... I think this is a good point to cut off because I know you got to get going too. Um, this is a good point to cut off. Uh, but I, I want to pick up uh, I want to pick up with you on another ramble here uh, in the near future where I want to, I want to talk a little bit about justification of commission uh, because what you're talking about uh, as the value of an agent directly correlates to the value of commission that they can charge. And I know we briefly, and I, I won't go down the rabbit hole, but to give a little teaser of maybe uh, and, uh, and to plant the seed for our next conversation, I hope um, is is we should we should talk a little bit about how that expression of value translates into higher commissions in an industry that arguably has uh, unjustifiably high commissions 
uh, right now. And, and I, I know that's a controversial comment and, it, it, you know, there's a bunch of agents that just rolled their eyes and I can feel it just through the freaking microphone. They're like, how dare you? I'm, I'm, I know my worth. I know my value. It's like, well, yeah, we'll, we'll get how into do you demonstrate it then prove it. Yeah. Demonstrate and prove it. And look, this is an episode that I'm going to go back and listen to. Uh, I mean, like I'm, I can't thank you enough for being here, man. Uh, this has been great. So any, thank uh, you, man, for, thank you for, thanks for hosting this man and, and giving me the opportunity to talk because, um, not, I don't really share a lot of what, you know, I've acquired over the years and I've acquired yeah. a lot and I've discovered that, that that's me hanging on to that shit. All, all of the stuff that I talk about, it's selfish. And so it's time to talk. Yeah. Well, and, I love it. And, and if somebody wants to hear more about, uh, about you and agent of change and what you offer and what you do, yep. um, you know, I always like to, I always like to give folks an opportunity to just let, let everyone know how they can get a hold of you, where they can find you, where they can learn more about you, how they can stay connected. Cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Cause ultimately I'm stepping away from sales and I'm stepping into mentorship for mm-hmm. agents, helping them with their marketing and, increasing their value as a person and also what they convey as an agent. So people can get hold of me via my email, which is tim at agentofchange.co.nz. And my phone number, if you want to give me a call, and you're most welcome to, um, is plus six four, which is the country code, plus six four two seven two five four double six one six. Yeah, I appreciate it a lot, man. And you know, uh, for for those of you uh, tuning in, if you were too distracted by the um, by the sexy accent, there actually was a really uh, a lot of really good information. Um, it's more than just a voice here, so you you should make sure that you uh, listen and re-listen to this episode. And if you have questions, whether it's for myself or for Tim, uh, or you want to chime in on this, um, you know, make sure that you. Uh, uh, shoot us a note, you know, James at reraw.com or Tim gave you his email there as well. Uh, it'd be in the and show if notes. Yeah, yeah. If you've got a different point of view, let us hear it, man. Because, you know, we're not debating different points of view is where discoveries are made. And, yeah. Yeah. and that's, and that's really important to, you know, we're not making anybody wrong. Although we might be, <laughs> but well, yeah. our, our intention is not to make people wrong. Our intention is to make you become or help you become a person of value. Yeah. Yeah. And that means a lot. I mean, you, and, and there's plenty of things that none of us, you know, we all agree and disagree on different things, but I think, you know, that's, that's kind of the idea of these ramble sessions is to just let things kind of spill out and, yeah see where they go. And, and, and what it always does to be very candid is leaves a, a freaking huge open end. Cause I, I come in with a couple of things that are, I'm like, Hey, uh, here's an idea to kick off a conversation. And then I sit here for, for the next one, two, three hours and I'm writing notes and I'm like, Oh shit, I got, I got like nine more episodes of questions for you, man. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, anyway, brilliant, man. All right. Well, listen, we'll, we'll wrap it Thanks, up there. Man. Um, Thank you for being here. Uh, for our listeners, Welcome. please make Anytime. sure that you um, visit reraw.com. That's R-E-R-A-W.com. Uh, make sure you go check that out. If you're listening to this, whether it's on YouTube, whether that you're watching this, whether you are listening to this on uh, you know 
Apple uh, or iTunes, whatever it is, just make sure you're smashing the uh, subscribe button. Give us a give us a review and and tell your your friends. In fact, tell tell the agents you hate the most to come over and listen because they need the most help. And and Jesus, we're trying to spit all the information because you know if we can create more agents of change, more uh, more folks who are uh, you know understanding that real estate is raw and they got to get into the game. Uh, then, uh, then hopefully we'll be able to participate in uh, some of that development. So check us out and um, thanks for being here. Remember something real agents work, make sure you're one of them.